0: For more information, visit outdooredge.com. 1.1 million. 1.1 million, that's a large number that represents the number of service members in our U.S. military that have paid the ultimate sacrifice in our wars. The Revolutionaries saw 4,435 military deaths. The War of 1812, 2,260. The Indian Wars, 1,000. The Mexican War, 13,283. The Civil War, 498,000. 332 The Spanish-American War 2446 World War 1 116,516 deaths World War 2 405,399 Korean War, 54,246. Vietnam War, 90,220. The Persian Gulf War or Desert Storm, 1,565. The Global War on Terror, 6,000. Eight hundred and fifty-two. I contemplated not dropping a show on Memorial Day. I thought, oh, we'll just take the day off. We'll let people enjoy their day. But from the very beginning of this podcast, Houndsman XP, it has had a deep tie and a relationship to freedom and that freedom has been bought and paid for in blood. Millions of Americans have traveled across the globe to places that we cannot point to on a map. Kids that didn't sign up to die, but believed in an ideal, the American principle They believed in freedom. So who am I to take the day off to not remember that sacrifice? Somewhere out there in the world right now, there's a young man or a young lady who is wearing the uniform that is prepared at any moment To lay down their life for citizens that they don't know, not only citizens of our great nation, of the United States of America, but for citizens of any country, so that they too may be able to enjoy freedom, freedom to live their lives, freedoms to raise their families, freedoms to speak out to earn a living or simply to enjoy a day of hunting in the field with their hounds. As Americans, we observe Memorial Day to pay honor to those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And it's hard, it's hard to empathize with a mother or father who've lost a child a brother who's lost a family member. It's hard for us. It's a difficult thing to try to imagine the loss, the loss of life. But consider the fact that every one of those warriors that made that sacrifice, they dreamed of having a future they dreamed of kids and they dreamed of wives and they dreamed of husbands and having their jobs and, and all the things that life had in store for them. And in a split second, it was taken away from them. And it was done so that others may be free, that we may be free. So on this Memorial Day, I will not take the day off. I will honor the sacrifice of my fellow Americans, my fellow warriors, who are always willing to rise up and stand in the gap. I will honor those who at the critical moment in history when they were staring danger and our enemies in the face made the statement, if you want my freedom, You have to come through me. They made the statement, not on my watch. And they backed it up with action. So on this Memorial Day, I hope that you take a moment to honor those who have sacrificed. If you're hunting today, I hope you take a moment, gather your hunting party around the truck. What has been done in order that you may enjoy This day, peace and freedom are ideologies that are so fragile, that hang in the balance, that can be gone in the blink of an eye. We're but one generation away of losing both. So ensure that your children understand the cost. If you want your children to be brave, teach them about our heroes. Talk to them about them in the morning when you rise up, before you go to bed at night, while you're cruising along the road, before you eat your meals. The cost of freedom is high and the value immeasurable. I'm going to leave you with these words from President Ronald Reagan in his 1982 address at Arlington National Cemetery, such eloquent words that define our warriors, our heroes, their beliefs, and what they were willing to do to ensure freedom across the globe. God bless you on this Memorial Day, God bless our service members, and God bless the United States of America.
1: President, General, the distinguished guest here with us today, my fellow citizens. In America's cities and towns today, flags will be placed on graves and cemeteries. Public officials will speak of the sacrifice and the valor of those whose memory we honor. In 1863, when he dedicated a small cemetery in Pennsylvania marking a terrible collision between the armies of north and south. Abraham Lincoln noted the swift obscurity of such speeches. We know now that Lincoln was wrong about that particular occasion. His remarks commemorating those who gave their last full measure of devotion were long remembered. But since that moment at Gettysburg, few other such addresses have become part of our national heritage. Not because of the inadequacy of the speakers, but because of the inadequacy of words. I have no illusions about what little I can add now to the silent testimony of those who gave their lives willingly for their country. Words are even more feeble on this Memorial Day. For the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return... Love their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands. The freedom of which they died must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden. And just as they, whom we commemorate, were willing to sacrifice, so too must we in a less final, less heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. It is this, beyond the controversy and the congressional debate, beyond the blizzard of budget numbers and the complexity of modern weapons systems, that motivates us in our search for security and peace. War will not come again. Other young men will not have to die if we will speak honestly of the dangers that confront us and remain strong enough to meet those dangers. It's not just strength or courage that we need, but understanding and a measure of wisdom as well. We must understand enough about our world to see the value of our alliances. We must be wise enough about ourselves to listen to our allies, to work with them, to build and strengthen the bonds between us. Our understanding must also extend to potential adversaries. We must strive to speak of them not belligerently, but firmly and frankly. And that's why we must never fail to note, as frequently as necessary, the true, the wide gulf between our codes of morality. And that's why we must never hesitate to acknowledge the irrefutable difference between our view of man as master of the state and their view of man as servant of the state. Nor must we ever underestimate the seriousness of their aspirations to global expansion. The risk is the very freedom that has been so dearly won. It is this honesty of mind that can open paths to peace, that can lead to fruitful negotiation, that can build a foundation upon which treaties between our nations can stand and last. The willingness of some to give their lives so that others might live never fails to evoke in us a sense of wonder and mystery. One gets that feeling here on this hallowed ground. And I have known that same poignant feeling as I looked out across the rows of white crosses and stars of David in Europe, in the Philippines, and the military cemeteries here in our own land. Each one marks the resting place of an American hero. And in my lifetime, the heroes of World War I, the Doughboys, The G.I.s of World War II or Korea or Vietnam. They span several generations of young Americans, all different and yet all alike, like the markers above their resting places, all alike in a truly meaningful way. Winston Churchill said of those he knew in World War II, they seemed to be the only young men who could laugh and fight at the same time. A great general in that war, called them our secret weapon, just the best darn kids in the world. Each died for a cause he considered more important than his own life. Well, they didn't volunteer to die. They volunteered to defend values for which men have always been willing to die if need be, the values which make up what we call civilization. And how they must have wished in all the ugliness that war brings, that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice. Earlier today, with the music that we have heard and that of our national anthem, I can't claim to know the words of all the national anthems in the world, but I don't know of any other that ends with a question and a challenge as ours does. Does that flag still wave? or the land of the free and the home of the brave that is what we